Hey, everybody. Welcome to Honest Conversations, a podcast by young people for young people. Join us for discussions with our peers, testimonies from great speakers, and a whole lot of truth as we empower you to walk confidently with Jesus and create change wherever you may go. Welcome to today's episode of Honest Conversations, where we'll be interviewing a special guest and hearing about their faith journey. I'm Andrew, and in the studio with me today, I have Daniel. So if you just want to go ahead and just give us and just give us a little intro about who you are, I don't know what. Sure, whatever you want to share. Uh, I'm Daniel Stublin. Um I've been going to Harvest City Church for probably more than half my life. Um, just a little bit about me. I love God. I love people. I love helping people. Um, I also really love sports. Um, I love racket sports. So I love playing tennis in the summertime. I love playing basketball. Yeah, I just love life. So. It's a little bit about me. That's good. That's good. So I, I'm i excited. I'm incredibly excited to hear from you. I know our viewers are probably as well. So let's just get right into it. I think before we've, I think you're the fourth, fifth guest of this series that we've had about going over your story. Sure. Like I've really liked this. I've really liked this journey that we're going on. Just really highlighting everybody's story about and how just different it is is really getting people thinking about their different story like the episode i think i recorded episode 10 with a beam and these are questions i've never really thought about and then when we started thinking up of this concept it started getting me thinking about these questions and really really figuring out my story Mm -hmm. so i think i hope you guys are getting a lot a lot out of this series as well as much as i am so you know what i think we just jump right into it so what i want to talk about first it first is what was your first impression of God so like kind of how old were you where were you what sort of happened type of thing yeah I think I've always kind of known God um I grew up kind of in the church a little bit um before I was even born my mom um and my dad actually split so I was actually born out of wedlock and so I would see my dad every second weekend and prior to that um I would be with my mom for the majority of the time so um, I seen God kind of as um, someone who can kind of rescue me um, when I was going through mm. some really tough times. Um, I, there was a lot of, you know, court battles. There was a lot said both both good, bad, and different. It was just, it was all over the place. And so right. I really needed God really badly um, growing up in my in my early years. So the, my first impression of God, I, I seen him as as my helper, someone who could kind of rescue me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I really struggled as well just with my identity, Um, you know, growing up going, well, why don't I have a mom and dad? Everybody else has a mom and dad. I don't have that. And and so I really struggled just from an identity standpoint of just like, like, what am I doing, you know, on this earth? You know, I I know I struggle with, you know, why was I even born? I've even asked that question, Mm, you know, and so that was that was really tough for me kind of growing up. And and so with that. Um, and having these things I had, um, there was a part of me as well that would just have this like prove it mentality where I would be wanting to prove something. It, um, it would almost be in the sense that it would be really, it would be really tough because I, I wanted to prove something like do it twofold of what somebody else would because I didn't have what other people had. So it was definitely a struggle for me, but that's where I, I think God really came in and kind of, you know, reassured me and gave me that peace that I needed. So yeah that's good that's really good yeah it's having god in those times probably would have been really difficult even if you didn't realize it or not like in if, even if you were not conscious like oh god is working this in the in the season when you look back at it you can really see like i i didn't realize it but god was really working there so that that's good how god really does does protect us in those moments right so i think this is more the juicy part of the podcast and everything but your salvation story because everybody has their different mm-hmm. their their different ways that that they cut that they come to salvation so you you touched on it a little bit but before christ well what was your worldview or like what did your life evolve around um well i i had uh i guess i had accepted christ into my heart when i was five years old and um i think for me it was kind of seeing on my mom's side um just how much, you know, even going through the tough times, the tumultuous times, um, all this turmoil and stuff, just seeing how they handled it. They were kind of calm, cool, and collective at times. I definitely, there was other times they weren't so much, but I just, I seen Christ in all of them, and I, and I kind of wanted mm-hmm. that. 
And so to signify that, I actually wanted to accept Jesus on his birthday, quote unquote. <laughs> um, and so I remember it was a bit like December 24th. Um, I, I heard, I guess, I, would, I don't know if it was a salvation message per se. I can't remember, but that was like when I was five. So, um, but it was definitely um, something, probably a Christmas story. And I just really wanted, I wanted to um, have that a, you know, I said the sinner's prayer and, and I was really excited and I felt, I felt God's presence really just right. come into me and, yeah, so that was kind of my first impression of what um, what and who God was, and and you know going further into my story, <laughs> I needed God more than ever, especially going through you know the tough times with um, having that separation between both households. Right. Yeah. So like, so you said you accepted Jesus into your into your life at five yeah. on a on Christmas. Yeah. The be- the be- best time to do it, yeah. but. So who helped you understand the person of Jesus Christ and the message of salvation? Um, I think so many people in my journey have. Um, I'm learning, constantly learning more and more um, about that. But I mean, I think for me, it was definitely like I was alluding to, I think my grandparents, um, my grandfather, my grandmother, um, my mother, even my aunt. Um, I actually, after I was two years old, uh, my aunt and my mom moved in together. So um, and I mean, they were all really solid. And so that was, right. you know, a really good, um, I guess, basis for me, a good foundation to go off of. And it was kind of a springboard into, you know, who I am today, you know, having that really solid foundation. So um, that's that's for me anyway, as far as, you know, my, my salvation story. It wasn't, you know, I didn't accept God when I was like 15 or recommit. It was just, right. I seen it when I was five and I didn't know, you know, um, what, how that would, you know, entail, you know, going forward. So, right. So you would say like your, it was, it was your family that really showed the love of Jesus Christ to you. That really helped you along, along in your journey. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So, so like, when would you say like your faith journey, like truly began? So, yeah. Um, well, just kind of going off of that piggybacking on just kind of what I was saying, even from the, the, um, age of five, um, um, my mom and my dad were very different people. Um, my mom um, obviously grew up in the church. I know we initially were going to United Church at the time. Then we switched over, I believe, to a Baptist church. Um, my dad came from a very um, Catholicism or Catholic background. And so there was a bit of a separation. But the biggest thing was is that um, my mom actually wanted me to go to church. And um, the weekends, my dad would get me. I mean, he actually tried to take me out of church at times. Oh. and. And so it was a complete uh, polar opposite of each other. Um, my mom, you know, tried to, I mean, she probably read all these books, you know, on how to parent properly and do right. all these things. And uh, and my dad, you know, whatever she said, he kind of just went, oh, you, you uh, your mom said this, you know, or not to do this, you're going to do this. So there, it was a complete kind of polar opposites yeah. between the two. And so it was, it was tough as a child, you know, kind of, you know, my brain was like, oh, I kind of like, it's kind of from like a world real view today it's like instant gratification i would get what i wanted um in particular i'm just thinking again of another christmas i think i'd have been like seven or eight at the time and uh my mom actually bought me um you know didn't have a whole lot of money um at the time you know we weren't i came from you know i wasn't super um i guess well not well off if it wasn't for my grandparents helping out and my aunt you know who knows i could have you know lived in the hood for all i know i have no idea um but um, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but, um, but we used to have a store called The Sand Store. No. And no uh, idea? I, okay. I, 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 I I'm a little, that. yeah, I'm a little older than you. Well, quite a bit older, <laughs> but um, it used to be over by where we lived and um, there would be these clothes there. And I was kind of, you know, at that age, I was kind of getting into the brands and stuff. And even today, yeah, as you can I see, you. I like I like my brands. I like, you know, certain things. And I'm very particular on what I put on my body so um a couple things in particular there was a brand they it, they had it would be maybe like the equivalent of maybe like walmart possibly today okay yeah um i don't know exactly what that would be i don't even know if it would be like superstore with it, like joe fresh but um it was like no surrender and, and i absolutely hated this and i'm just like and that's what i got for christmas was like a couple shirts and maybe a pair of shorts and i just threw a tantrum i was just like i'm not having this this is the worst christmas ever and my mom was like, I am taking everything back. You are not going to it. <laughs> she was, she wasn't having it. And, uh, and then of course I, I think on the 26th, which was been boxing day, 
my dad got me and he's like well what did you really want and i was like i wanted a playstation and he's like done he'd go and take me to the mall went to zellers picked up a playstation um i i think even earlier on i got a super nintendo i was like four or five i didn't even know what you know video games were at the time and he was like oh yeah let's take you to toys r us get you this is what kids like and and so it was this frustration um between both my mom and my dad because whatever you know he said you know it was kind of he said she said but you know it was just like complete opposites and so i had a lot of this instant gratification um earlier on and you know a lot of people would be like oh wasn't that great um but it was tough, right? And I mean, it was kind of a love-hate relationship I had with my mom because I'm going, well, I want this and I get what I want, right? you know, yeah. seeing my dad. And so um, it, it was definitely, it was tough. Um, I'm sure it was tough on her and didn't help the fact that, um, you know, I had a mind of my own. Um, I was a strong-willed child growing up. So, um, you know, and I already kind of alluded to it, but... Uh, you know, I had this prove it mentality. So I had a bit of attitude growing up too. So, I mean, that was also <laughs> probably wasn't super helpful for her. I was a bit of a hellion, I would say, <laughs> um, at times, but you know, God, God really worked, worked that out. Right. Um, so, um, I, and I'm going to go a little bit further on. And so in this journey, that's just kind of one example, but, um, I even seen a lot, uh, I guess for me, I've never really seen love growing up either um i think uh, in just in the relationships that i had seen as far as both my mom and my dad obviously my mom was you know pretty committed to me and so she wasn't mm-hmm. interested in like dating or uh doing anything with that regard but you know my dad on the other hand like he would be with somebody new you know every every couple months and so I seen a different side to it, and and I would say my da- my dad was a master manipulator, um, just with regards to women. I seen how he treated women, and he would kind of be, uh, I know it sounds really bad, but use and abuse <laughs> is oh, something okay. that I would I would I would say. And so I mean I'm seeing this growing up, and I'm going, you know, they say like more is caught than taught, and so part of me is like this is you know this is kind of my worldview that I'm, I'm looking and, and seeing this and. And I'm going, okay, so this is normal. This is, there's a normalcy towards this, which was not the case. Um, And so it was, it was very, very tough. And so um, even my aunt, my aunt actually like later on, I believe like maybe around nine or 10, she also got married. And and at the time she, uh, I I haven't met this guy and I just felt like she would just totally force God's hand. She just really wanted to get so badly married. And five months later, after they got married, they divorced. And so, I just seen a lot of heartbreak. I never seen, you know, really good, you know, didn't really have, I would say, a great male role model. Um, Other than maybe my grandfather. My grandfather was really, he was a good man of of integrity, um, you know, growing up. So it was other than my grandfather, I didn't really have, you know, a male figure, you know, in my life. And so I guess later on, kind of just going through, you know, seeing... um, my dad every second weekend, um, a couple things just happened. And, and when I was 10 years old, I actually told my dad I didn't want to see him anymore. After just a couple of the things, I think there was definitely some times where he tried to manipulate me and control me. Hmm. And as a strong-willed child, I'm like, I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it was also tough for me because I was getting things. I was getting, um, you know, I alluded to like the video games, the Playstations, the Super Nintendos. I know he was big into like wrestling. So I remember watching, you know, back in the day, WWF yeah. and WCW and how excited I got about watching that. My mother was like, you can't watch this. <laughs> Not a problem for him. He's like, whatever you want. Yeah. And so it was two really different pendulums that I was, you know, kind right. of swing through. And, and again, it just, it really, I was like, who, who am I? What's going on? Nothing was really stable. It was um, really unstable, but you know, through Christ, um, God just gave me like a, just a boldness just to really tell my dad, like, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want to be this person, um, you know, that I see. Because um, if it's he I wanted more and more control of me and thought he could buy my love, well, I wasn't having it at times, which, right. you know, in a lot of ways, I was also kind of my protector for my mom. So I had to grow up fast. I didn't have other siblings. I didn't have brothers and sisters. But um, I did have, you know, I guess a heavenly father to, to go to. And, um, you know, I, I just, I felt it. I, I, I didn't like the fact that, you know, he would take me out of church that, 
you know, he would be like, well, don't, don't do this. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think God has always had his hand in my life, even at a very young age. And so there's not too many 10 year olds that have the boldness to say like, okay, listen, I'm not, I don't yeah. want to see you anymore. I don't want to talk to you. Don't even think about it. And yeah, God, I, and I know that was, I guess, from a God experience as we're going back to this, um, that was totally God and God really just really worked in my life in that, in that regard. And so, yeah, that to me was, mm-hmm. I just see, really seeing God at work in the first time in my life. So, wow, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> As you just said, I don't think any, any 10 year old would have the boldness to, to say that. Like that's truly a work of God and just yeah. his 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 hand on your life and everything like mm-hmm. that's really good so i think that this is a good place for the break so we're gonna be back ta- talking more about faith we talked about salvation first impressions and now this is this is the part I, i'm excited about just knowing you i wish i just want to hear more about your faith so i'm excited for this so just join us after the break hey gavin here enjoying our open transparent honest conversations us too Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button. Honest Conversations, found wherever you may get your podcasts. We at Honest Conversations know that church isn't a specific building, place, or brand, and actually encompasses the entire body of believers. If you or your church is wanting to get involved in helping build a thriving young adult community, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on our socials or send us an email. We want to hear from you. Send us your questions, and we'll be sure to include them in our next Q&A segment. Chat soon. Well, welcome back. Right right now, we still, still have in the studio Daniel. We still, we still got him in the studio. <laughs> that never changed. But right, right now, we're going to be going back into your story. And now we want to transition more into your, your, into your, into your journey with faith. So the first question I want to ask is, can you describe your faith journey to us in three words? I can't describe it exactly in three words, but it's going to be somewhat in three words. So my It'll first my do. first one would be hills and valleys. Um, I've had a lot of hills and valleys in my life. Um, another one would be trust and obedience. And the last would be listening is the key. Um, mm. So I'm going to start with hills and valleys. Um, I know I've kind of going in my journey just my first 10 years but uh, uh, I think once I started getting into my teenage years starting to be 12 13 um, I kind of just kind of forgot about you know what God did for me and and I mean when you're you know a teenager or even preteen I guess it'd be you know in the case of it's a junior youth um, you're trying to figure out who you are as a person and I'm, I'm going through this process right these teenage years and they're never easy for parents so I mean, eventually down the road, when I am a parent, I'm going to probably like, you know, <laughs> who knows what that's going to look like. But uh, yeah. there's not enough books out there for, for that. You just don't know what to experience. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, um, I guess where that journey kind of started was I, I just totally, you know, really forgot about what God had did, even though he had taken me through, right, this extreme tumultuous time in my life where um, you know, I had my dad, my mom, I had to figure it out. I was like, what, like, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Right. And so obviously it's like, you know, I think God helped with that and, and figure that out, given me the insight needed. And, um, when I was about 12 or 13, um, I think my, you know, my worldview was definitely more, you know, I was really into sports. I was, um, you know, I think I was on like team Saskatchewan for like volleyball, um, so basketball, volleyball, those are kind of my main things, mm-hmm. the sporting things. Um, that was big for me um, growing up. But um, it was actually probably around that time when I was going to another church and there was this pastor's kid that came <laughs> from another, uh, they came, I don't know exactly where they came from, another province, doesn't really matter. And I was kind of, you know, I don't know, I guess Mr. Cool, I was kind of like head of the head of the class, yeah, if yeah. you want to put it that way. And, um, you know, within the church community, if you can be cool in the church community. <laughs> um, and and so it kind of took a little bit of my thunder. And, and I, I think there was a part of me that's just like, well, what the heck? It kind of just drove me nuts. And, you know, he was super relational, super funny, super friendly. He was also athletic. So it was like a competition. I like oh, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so... I think for instead of you can do one of three things. And I think for me, I don't know if I kind of just froze, but I just kind of just like, you know what? I'm just going to walk away. I don't care. And I had this kind of this, this attitude. Um, 
during this time. And, uh, and so at, during this period of time, I actually uh, would have been like 12, 13. It would happen for probably a couple of years, 13, 14 ish. Um, I actually was like, I just don't want to go to church anymore. I don't mm. want to go to church. My mom, my mom was heavily involved at this other church. She had lots of friends. And so she's like, well, what the heck, you know, you need to go to church, you know? Um, and so I'm like, well, that's fine. So I suggested to her, we go and try check out some other churches. Right. So, um, I actually came to Harvest City through a rebellion. <laughs> um, we're going through this rebellion period. Um, and so um, I know Corey and Shannon Lewick um, has started coming here. And um, they were good friends of my mom. Right. And so that was kind of, we went, I think, one Sunday. And um, my mom actually seen, like, there was, like, I don't know what happened. Maybe after the service, there was, like, somebody having a convulsion on the floor. And my mom was like, this is just freaky. This is nuts. And I'm going, I love yeah. it because it's so different than yeah. where I came from. It yeah. was very like, um, I wouldn't say legalistic, but it was very prompt. Like, you know, it wasn't like we're putting our hands in the air, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for Christ, we're, you know, it was very kind of methodical. It was very like, I could almost say like 15 minutes here, then 10 minutes here, then, you know, preach for 20 minutes and then it was done and it, it it was kind of you know kind of i would say kind of loosey-goosey it was more free here and so i was like oh this is kind of neat right. i I, yeah. I i kind of like it and funny thing for those that don't know my mom is actually the children's ministry pastor now of the church but for the first couple years of our tenure here at harvest city she absolutely hated it <laughs> and so it's crazy what god can do and yeah. um with that and so that was kind of i guess where my faith journey kind of started but crazy thing I, I i also feel like god has um during this season two as i've just transitioned to a new church um a lot of the um kids as well that um from this old church that i went to including this pastor son went to another school and it was a private school i don't know most of you have heard it. it's the rival uh, christian school it's regina christian yeah, school yeah. in the south end and um and I'm going like, that's the last place I would ever want to go. I don't want to like associate myself with anybody, these people anymore. And, um, long story short, I actually did camp ministry. So, um, I guess when I've been like 13, 14, 15, um, camp ministry was a big thing for me. And so I actually started going to Dallas Valley when I was 13 with some friends. Um, and did that for a couple of years and, and just really enjoyed it. You know, God really spoke to me at camp and then I kind of forget what, was at camp and I'd be like, you know, focused on girls or focused on sports, right, who knows? Right. And, um, and so when I was about 15, I guess it would have been 15 or 16. I think it was 16 possibly. Um, we had this time where, uh, I, w- I had this opportunity to be what's called a leader in training. And so what a leader training is, is they, you train to kind of be, you know, cabin leader, but you're Okay. essentially like kind of their assistant per se and you're kind of learning from somebody oh, okay and okay. so because i love camp and because you know a couple of my friends were going to be doing this lit program through dallas valley i said okay i'm going to do the same thing and so did that really enjoyed it and we actually had an hour um where we're supposed to just have just quiet time with god okay and i'm just like you know people that know me i'm loud i'm boisterous um, yep. I hate being quiet. It drives me nuts. Um, so, I mean, I struggle in that um, at times. And so we had this hour and I'm like, I don't even know what to do, but okay, I'll just be quiet and just listen, <laughs> listen for God, <laughs> you know? And for the first time I felt God just, he audibly spoke to me and he, he just said like, I don't like the way that you're not say I don't like the way that you're living your life, but there's another choice. Like there's another way outlet and, and even going, you know, even with the basketball, the volleyball thing, even from a public school standpoint and a high school standpoint, there was, there was another option and and I wasn't making great choices. Um, even within school, like, I don't know if people would really see me as, you know, a Christian or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I'm like, Oh, I'm, you know, working at Dallas Valley. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, and so in this time, he just said, there's another choice. There's another option. And, and I know my mom was really, she didn't like, you know, the direction that I was going in my life. And, and same with, I'm sure, my grandparents too. And, and I think uh, it was kind of cool because somebody, I don't know if it was my mom exactly or if it was a friend of my mom's, just said, like, I think, you know, maybe RCS would be a good option or something. I don't know. But God audibly said, like, this is where I want you to go. Hmm. This is Regina Christian School. And I'm going... Yeah, but God, I don't like the people that are at (laughs) Giant Christian School. You know, they're kind of, you know, this perception of, you know, it's like the doctor's kids, you know, 
people with money they're snobby right all these things and i'm just like it's 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 a hard pass it's a no and that was kind of my idea of it but god said it so i said okay so i shared that when i got home and i was like yeah and i felt god just it was that was the way to grow and and i and i truly didn't like you know where what i was doing you know on some of the decisions i made so um, I enrolled in, in Regina Christian School, um, even the funding thing. That was also a God thing um, as well. I think my gr- grandparents helped out a little bit with that as well and wanted to see me, you know, really succeed. So my grade, I guess it would have been my grade 11 year, I went to Regina Christian School. And part of me looked at that as an advantage because, you know, there's there's less students. There's mm-hmm. more sporting opportunities. So they had a volleyball team. They had a basketball team. Great. I'm going, I'm going to be the star player for both. And because that, that was that was where it was at. But um, even God really opened um, doors for me um, with regards to um, a couple things. I'll, I'll share a couple um, of different things that uh, that I did when I was within high school. Um, I don't know about you, but um, I never thought, you know, choir was really cool. But uh, <laughs> I was actually in um, art. I, I really enjoyed art growing up. And Great. I have a creative side to me that a lot of people don't know. And, and so I was taking art and my art teacher was also like the choir teacher. And she had said to me, she said, you know, you know something, Daniel, if you take choir, I think you have a pretty decent voice. I'm going to give you a hundred percent. I'm like, what? Mm. So you're telling me I get to bump my average up to whatever that would be just by taking choir. And it was like, oh, it's super easy. And then a couple of my friends were in choir and I'm like, oh man, you guys are lame. Like, like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then they're like, yeah, but that's where the girls are. All the girls are taking choir. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so <Sign> me up. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, okay, so I get a hundred percent, and there's girls in choir. I'm taking choir. Yeah. What I they didn't tell me was is that I actually had to be a part of a musical. So oh. Regina Christian School does a musical every year, and um, fun fact, actually, um, by doing this musical, I had to do it for two years straight. I guess. I mean, it was either that or an essay. And I'm going, I'm not an English major. I don't like English. I don't like reading. So I'm going, I'd rather do the musical. And it was right. actually it was actually really fun. And so um, by doing the musical in grade 12, actually, somebody seen me and they were like, because I'm a decent dancer. I come from like kind of like a fairly musical family. Like everybody plays a musical instrument or knows how to at least has a little bit of rhythm. And right. so that's helpful. And so it actually got me one of my jobs out of high school actually is because somebody seen me and they're going, Oh, you're the white guy that can dance. Right. There's not too many. I I've been to enough weddings. I seen, you know, some white, some white guys. And I'm like, sometimes I'm just going, Oh, (laughs) well, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so that was fun fact about me. Um, the other thing that really impacted me going to Regina Christian school was, um, we got to go on a missions trip, um, to Guatemala. And so they do that every year. And um, I felt kind of that calling and that longing to do so in, in that grade 12 year. And um, even the funding that came together, it was, I think about, even now would be a lot of money, but $3,500 back mm-hmm. then for a grade 12. You know, I was, I had a job, I, you know, I used to deliver newspapers for the Leader Post. Yeah. The Leader Post is still around, but um, it's not like I had that kind of money just, you know, kicking around in the bank account. And um, it was actually a friend of a friend as my mom's really good friend, uh, she worked for um, a guy and um, she was his assistant or, and he actually provided the full funding. So I maybe got as far as um, the funding, maybe a couple hundred dollars from like family and friends. And this guy, you know, flipped the bill for like 3,300 right. bucks, wow. which I'm going, that's crazy. That's God. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, that was also a really cool thing that kind of God impacted me even on um, not so much, I would say on the sporting thing, um, but on just some things outside of my comfort zone in a lot of ways. And, and then, and that kind of, kind of leads me just even to the prophetic. And that was the first time I believe I received prophetic was actually on this missions trip. And, right. And God just had this amazing, or sorry, God, God had an amazing word for me, but I don't know who some guy that was in Guatemala had, you know, shared this incredible thing and, um, which kind of led to, oh my gosh, this is going to happen immediately. And and I, and I don't know if anybody else that's listening to this podcast has ever gotten prophetic um, and had these words, but I, I made assumptions. I'd made like, 
this is going to happen immediately. I was pretty yeah. confident about it. And, and where we kind of can get, you know, a little lost in the sauce is I thought, you know, somebody's going to shoulder tap me and it's just going to happen. By the way, I still have it. That, that same word that I received, you know, how long ago, 15 years ago has still not come to fruition right. yet. And so it does, it takes time, mm-hmm. um, to get that, but it was an incredible word. And so I think, you know, where I kind of lost a little bit of my focus too, was even on the schooling front, um, people had said, oh, you make a really good teacher. Everybody was saying that. And so, but I never really took school that seriously. I mean, obviously it was nice that I got the choir bump for a hundred percent, which bumped my average up. But, um, you know, I initially went into school, um, to be a teacher just because of that, that basis of what people were telling me that I would be good at. And, mm-hmm. but even there, I, I didn't really take school that seriously and didn't really know what, what I wanted to do. If I wanted to, you know, be a teacher, um, I, then I was like maybe social work, something to do with helping people. But again, the studies side of things, I mean, I was a procrastinator, so not really great from that perspective, <laughs> um, growing up. And so that kind of, you know, kind of led in even into my, into my twenties. And, um, then I guess when I was 22, that's where I guess I got this job is that somebody that had seen me in this musical, you know, uh, gifted me in this opportunity, but that's a right. kind of, you know, got me into the industry that I'm currently in right now, actually. And so because of seeing me, um, that was it, but, I've kind of alluded to it prior, but a big part of my journey was with regards to camp ministry. And so um, I just really enjoyed that. I went from becoming a leader in training um, to a cabin leader and from a cabin leader then to an assistant program director, from an assistant program director to a director, um, and then doing other little um, things in between. And so that really as well spurred on my faith. um, I got to see, you know, God move. I got to, you know, share Christ. I got to really um, do the whole Great Commission, right? Leading kids to mm-hmm. Christ. It was right. it was absolutely incredible. And you can go on such high, but, you know, I think at times too where I, even I've struggled in the past and is, you know, you know, is it, am I doing it in my strength or am I doing it in God's? And and I think a lot of times I, I definitely did it, you know, with God. But I think, you know, there's always that lapse in judgment where, I struggled with, you know, it, is this is this God show or is it the Daniel show, right? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. that show and tell and, hey, look at me, look at me up there speaking. Um, you know, I think even, well, actually, I'm going to go back a little bit. When I was in elementary school, I actually won the oratory competition for my school. So, um, I mean, I'm a, I guess I, you could say now I'm a professional talker <laughs> in, in some ways, but um, I even had, you know, that, that ability and, and I think, you know, I think where God has had to really work on me, you know, in this season or seasons of my life or these hills and valleys is, you know, sometimes humbling me mm-hmm. um, because right. for a lot of us, you know, we can have these. I know even for yourself, you're having some leadership um, opportunities that are coming, even doing these things. You know, are we doing it at our own strength? Is it our um, or is it, you know, working with alongside God? Right. right? And, yeah. and, I, and I think even in my journey anyway. I've really struggled, you know, in that regard. And so, yeah, that's one thing I, I just thought I'd, I, I definitely share because it is, it's a struggle. I think people, I know for me and my friends would probably say this about me. I'm a words of affirmation guy. So when people mm. say really great things about me, I'm like, sometimes it can get to my head. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. mean, we, you got to watch it, right? Yeah. As I would say, you got to check your heart, check right? Your heart, you got to yep. check your heart on, on those kind of things. And so, yeah, just even just with regards um, to that, I think that was, that was kind of where I was at as far as, you know, the whole hills and valleys um, piece. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I just kind of wanted to touch on as well, and this would have been probably when I was 19, um, I actually met um, a really great girl out at uh, Dallas Valley and she wasn't from, you know, Saskatchewan, she was from another province and, uh, she was just absolutely incredible, you know, mind, body, soul, like just the whole bit. And I mean, I remember every guy just like really liked her mm-hmm. and, um, but for whatever reason she liked me <laughs> and it was mutual. And, and this is when I kind of was starting to become an assistant program director and, and at the time, and, and I mean, who knows what it could have looked like, but, uh, I guess if you want to say it was kind of like my first love kind of thing, maybe puppy love, <laughs> something like that. I remember friends even 
saying to me, you know, like I was really quiet at times in the summer and they're like, that's not you. You must be, you know, in love. And, right. and I don't yeah. know if I was really in love, but I was just like, holy smokes, like this girl was just, wow, she's incredible. And so um, that, that is also, I guess, part of my journey as well. Not that I, I really thought a whole heck of a lot about it, but um, which I'm going to allude to a little bit later on, but it was a, it was a, it was a large um, part of, you know, I think even comparing having a type, right? And so right. this girl, um, she was tall. She was athletic. She did, wasn't really athletic. She was more into like drama, which I mean, it helped me that I was in a musical doing yeah, drama. And I'm just like, definitely. I had the in there, right? Um, but yeah, it, it, it really started me on this whole journey. And I think, you know, even in the church, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, we have types, right? We have these um, types and, and I mean, it, it can really, are we, are we looking at, you know, what we, our perception is, are we looking at good character? And that's kind of right. even for me where, where I think God has really had to work on me in, in a lot of ways. And it doesn't really get brought up, but it's kind of like, hush, it's kind of taboo talking about this. And, you know, I remember even a couple people, you know, over the last couple of years are like, well, what, what do you like? And I'm like, oh, you know, girl that, you know, loves God, loves people, you know, kind of give you, you know, little yeah. Sunday school answers. But I mean, in a lot of cases, we're not, we're not looking at that. We're, we're looking, we're checking out the goodies, right? And <laughs> I know it sounds bad to yeah. say that, but it is true. It's and true. so true. we need, you know, I think we, back to, we need to check our heart in that regard. And um, so anyway, that was kind of my, I guess, early twenties. Um, but what really affected me is that girl never actually came back to camp. I'm we were kind of talking and this is back in the day without like cell phones were kind of a newish thing. Um, it's kind of amazing myself a little bit here. <laughs> um, it was kind of the flip phones and stuff, but I don't even know if she had even like, you know, text her and she gave me her email. And so we kind of did a little bit of dialogue, but right. I never really pursued her. I just assumed, you know, God, you owe me. I had a really tough childhood and, um, you know, you owed me. It was that whole kind of entitlement mm, piece. And, yep. uh, and God, you know, was, I don't know. It was, I was very frustrated. Actually, her really good friend actually, actually worked the next summer, but something inside me just kind of just like died a little bit. And I was just, mm. I had these expectations, right? Even the prophetic, it didn't happen right away. I was kind of getting a little ticked at God actually, um, if I'm being honest. And, and I think I was still kind of going through the motions, but that's where this, um, had this hill point, but then this valley kind of just, it started, it was like a slippery slope, right? Right. It wasn't like I, I knew who God was. I, I loved, you know, what God was doing, but I was just like, I didn't like my present situation. And so um, for me, um, kind of going forward, I kind of just, and I put that focus into like work, you know, having, um, you know, making money. So it had been like, you know, 21, 22, I guess 22, having, I guess my first career. Right. And, um, yes, all I did was I just saved. That was my entire focus. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, I would have been mid twenties, 25, 26, 26, I think when I bought my first house. And even that, that was, I I just seen the, the highs of what God did even through that. Um, um, the other thing about me too, is I'm, I'm very frugal. Um, I'm, uh, I would say maybe that's maybe a bit of maybe my upbringing, you know, coming into play kind of thing, not having a whole lot. So right. having to save, that was a big thing. And our family is very good, especially from my mom's side on, on saving money. And so I had a pretty large down payment, but even the house, it's crazy. The place I used to work at, um, they had this house up for sale and I, long story short, without going into it too much, I got it for about 60 70,000, I think, under what oh, the wow. asking was, hmm. which does not happen. That was completely God. And, and I was actually tra- um, transitioning between companies at the time. So when you buy it, like when you get a mortgage, they don't like the fact that you don't have a job or you're transitioning from right. one company. And so I had a large down payment, but even getting a mortgage, getting the house, um, it was a really beautiful neighborhood. Um, when I was growing up, that's where a lot of the you know, well-off kids are mm, like right. the hoity-toities um, where, where I actually purchased. And so I was just amazed to see, you know, even the house that God provided me. In. And again, that is another blessing where I seen God's hand, you know, um, at work. And 
a lot of people, you know, from uh, the outside of it, you know, it wasn't, you know, great to look at. <laughs> it had a bunch of like cedar trees up and the backyard was a mess. Mm-hmm. So it was all cosmetic fixes and not that I'm super handy, but I seen the potential of what it could be. And um, yeah, long story short, God just really worked that out. And so, great. I mean, that's again, I guess, as we said, hills and valleys. Um, that was definitely that hill time, you know, for me. But again, I kind of just made assumptions, you know, once I was... You know, 26, I'm like, you know, again, girls should just be after me. They should be knocking down my door because I'm going, I have a job, positive. Two, I have a house and a really nice house um, at that. And so, again, I kind of that um, entitlement, I deserve it, you know, make assumptions. And that's part of, I guess, my journey is is really kind of going through that. um, Right. So that would be kind of, I guess, where I would say some of my hills and my valleys were. But um, God um, actually really spoke to me um, actually before, prior to that. And this is why I'm bringing up a little bit about the girl at the start. Not that I really was a big thing, but um, I was heavily involved with um, the company that I worked for. And so we did um, some nonprofit events. Um, or nonprofit things. It was a thing called Kidsport. I don't know if anybody knows, yeah. but we had corporate know. challenge. And so I was a team captain for that. And um, I actually met this girl, um, a girl there, and kind of looked like the first girl a little bit. Like mm. she was tall, athletic, blonde. I call it TBA, tall, blonde, athletic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now that's my type. And uh, and, and, and I was you know, she talked, she was super nice. She was helping out with some other um, things, but again, she wasn't a Christian. Um, There were some things, but I was, you know, we just kind of talked and I would have, you know, we kind of, you know, exchanged numbers, didn't think anything of it. Um, But uh, there was a period of time and it wasn't that long ago. It had been about 2015, 2016. I think my mom actually then took this job to be the children's ministry pastor um, here at the church. And, um, for whatever reason, we just kind of had a falling out and I was kind of texting this girl. She wanted some help with some things like whatever. And at the time, and my mom and I had this big falling out just before she was about to take this position. And, and I can't remember what it was, but she was probably challenging me, you know, the way I'm living my life. Are you living life for Christ? And I'm like, eh, you know, I'm going to church, you know, right. kind of doing that thing. And, um, and really what happened from that is I'm just like, hell with you. I don't want to talk to you. And I just, you know, we kind of just parted ways and we had, I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know she was probably challenging me. She's, she's, um, the thing I love about my mom and probably didn't like as much growing up as she is a butt kicker. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a helicopter parents that, you know, buy your kids everything, do everything right. for your kids. Well, she's the complete opposite. She keeps me humble and which is, you know, a blessing in itself. But, you know, I enjoy that now. But, you know, growing up, I was like, oh, man, it was really tough. And so um, I think even before I bought my house, you know, we were kind of kind of going head to head, butting heads. And she's like, yeah, you need to buy a house or you need to rent or you need to do something. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm buying a house because, you know, from the f- that's not being fiscally responsible by renting. I'm going to be losing money um, doing that. And so even that. And so it kind of this started this like um, slippery slope for me as well. Um, even with the girl and this girl like was absolutely, you know, I, I, she was stunning. She was just beautiful inside out. She liked people, which I'm going positive. Yeah. Um, part of me, I think as well, was pretty confident or pretty cocky. I'm like, you know, I could probably do that flirt to convert thing, but, um, you know, again, we were just so unequally yoked in so many ways. And I, and I started making compromises, you know, I wouldn't ever do before. And I think being a strong willed child, uh, you know, if I didn't want to do certain things, I didn't want to drink. I wasn't going to drink. It wasn't going to happen. But I was starting to make these compromises, right? I was kind of looking. I wasn't always thinking right, correctly. And, you know, it was one thing after another. And, you know, you miss a week of church. Then you miss, you know, a month of church. And right. um, this relationship um, started out, you know, me just kind of helping her and with a couple things. And then it's like full on. She's like, okay, this is what I want. And I'm like... Mm. And I like the aspect of it because she, not only was she just beautiful, but she had, you know, a family that I never had. She had a brother, she had a sister, she had really great parents and coming from a single parent um, household. And especially in my case, I can't speak for everyone, 
um, there's that void, um, not having that mom and that dad. And, and I just absolutely loved, you know, having that. And it was like, I was a part of something and not that I ever, I, I, there was always, you know, like I said, there was this void going on. And so, um, I made some choices to the point where we're probably five, six months into this and she's wanting to move in. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I kind of like the whole allure of, you know, you know, if we were walking together, you know, you know, guys would look and it's like, yeah, she's with me. You know, I kind of leveled up a little bit. And so there, there was some of that, um, you know, doing events together. I liked what it brought, but the tough thing is once, you know, that came into play, I was just like, what am I going to do? And I mean, I, I made some mistakes for sure in that relationship. And I'm sure at times, you know, I, I probably let her on a little bit, but once it came to that front, it was kind of like, here's what I want. What do you want to do? Right. And what really stopped me is I think I didn't want to become my dad. I didn't want to have a kid out of wedlock. I didn't want, you know, and I mean, I've said this to a couple guys, but you can make anything work. I could have compromised very easily. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I think she liked the fact I had a job. I had a house. It was a nice house. Um, It still was a nice house, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't about that. It, it, um, and the thing, the biggest thing I think that really got me is I'm going, she's not following Christ. And in a lot of ways, when you get into these unincalculated relationships, as much as you're trying to convert them, I said, flirt to convert, right. they're trying to convert you. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and it was very much, and I was just realizing, I'm like, like, who have I turned into? I'm, I'm just getting, I'm losing who I was was brought up on. And, and, and again, I, I believe God just really, um, I don't know what it was. Cause I mean, I didn't have a relationship with my mom. You know, I was being very rebellious at the time. I still was doing some nice things too. I was like, I used to do, um, was it? I guess coaching or helping in kids badminton and, right. and doing things. So it wasn't like I was super bad by any means and super rebellious, but I went down this road and, um, and I had to make a really tough decision. And, you know, I think where I've also even struggled, even with my walk too, is, is even for me is I second guess a lot of what I do. And it was very hard for me to break things off with this girl because mm. she was, she was great from a worldly perspective. She was tall. She was blonde. She was athletic. I said that already. Not TBA. to, yeah, TBA. <laughs> um, but she also, like, she was really smart. She was really intelligent. She had a great job. She was good with her finances. And I mean, she even lived close to me. She was like, she was from God's country. She's from the northwest right. end of the city. <laughs> That's why I call it the Northwest anyway, yeah. for those of you that don't know. But uh, it was it was very, very tough. And so that was a part of my journey where God kind of just kind of halted things and said, like, essentially, what are you doing? And I'm like, mm. well, I'm just doing me right now, right? Um and so that was part of, I guess, that that journey for me where I just really, I really wanted, I really wanted something so bad and I was willing to essentially compromise, but I just knew it was wrong. And so I, in some ways, I think because of what I went through, it kind of just stopped me from, you know, making that same mistake, making the same mistake my mom made, mm-hmm. making the same mistake even my aunt made, you know, kind of forcing God's hand and, you know, it, it would have been okay, I think, but it wasn't what God had right. for me. And so um, stopping that, but man, was I ever depressed after. It took it took a little while for me to kind of get out of, of this depressed state. I remember I was saying to a friend, and I can't believe I'm admitting this here on this podcast, but I remember, I, I know he really likes Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Well, I didn't go Ben and Jerry's. I was like, give me the four liter tub of ice cream. like, oh, And wow. I'm like... I just went to town probably on food and probably put on like a good 20 to 25 pounds if I'm being honest um, because I was just so devastated, you know, uh, and I'm like, and of course I'm like, am I second guessing this? Like, did I make the right choice? And it wasn't, that wasn't the only thing, but it, that was the big, the main thing. And so um, after this, I've also had to eat humble pie because I reconciled with my mother. I said, you know what? I was wrong. I'm really sorry. We both kind of like, I guess, forgave each other or what have you. And then I'm back in the church and because she's the children's ministry pastor, she's like, oh, by the way, you're teaching Sunday school. <laughs> I'm like, and it, and it was, it was a struggle. I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but getting back in a church when you, when you've stopped going, when you, you just feel 
like a so unworthy. <laughs> and that's just how I felt. I was like, you know, this is just a really tough time and in my life and I just didn't know what to do. Um, but God really was even in the middle of that. Um, I, I started going to a life group. Um, I don't know from that life group. I actually, um, which was, I would say it was very social life group, which I needed at the time. I didn't need like, you know, let's get into the word and let's go deeper. I wasn't there just yet. I was just trying to, I was kind of wounded. I was trying to get back in the swing of things. And, uh, and so the wife group I went to was just really great for me. And um, this is where I met a beam for those of yeah. you that don't know. And uh, so we we can relate in so many different regards. Um, and it's and it's kind of cool, even just um, you know these these testimony pieces because three of the guys, Beam, um, myself, and Anatoly, all we came from single parent households, right. which I think is kind of cool. Different stories and different journeys, but it's cool to and we're all friends, and we all play tennis together. So. There you go. Fun fact. Um, but I guess just to go a little bit um, um, longer into this, um, I even just seen other people, um, even in the churches, I'm going, I'm going through this. And and I think that the competitive side of me goes, why am I not serving? Why am I not doing things? And it kind of just started me on this in this on this journey, and uh, which then led to um, going to LifeLinks and going right. to, in October, they have a LifeLinks conference, which... They've had it for the last, well, I don't know how many years they've had it for, but uh, I think the one year um, that I went with my mom, probably in 2017, um, I just went there to go shopping, essentially. I'm like, oh, they got a Nike outlet. I'm going to go check out the Nike outlet. Um, and, you know, go go to the malls, check that out. But in 2018, I really started taking it seriously. And uh, and God really spoke to me there because I was, I was just, I was a really broken person and I'm just, I'm looking for answers and, in a lot of ways, I think in our 20s, you know, for me anyway, I can't speak for everybody else, but we feel like we have all the answers. And <laughs> into our 30s, we, we feel like we got no answers. We're asking questions. Right. And, and um, that's kind of where I was at as I was looking. I was seeking. I was knocking. I was like, God, I want more of you. And um, in this in time frame, it was actually two days after this conference. And God just audibly spoke to me again. It's kind of like this aha moment. And. It was really cool because as I've just kind of laid down some things in my life and going, God, I want you to take full control. I don't know if you want to call that a recommitment mm-hmm. or what have you. Um, God just really spoke. And um, and these are the exact words. And I, and I believe that this can bless some people here tonight or today whenever you're listening to this podcast. But he said, you need to shut up and listen. Yep. Yep. You need yep. to shut up. It wasn't like, oh, you know, they're there. You know, it'd be nice if you listen to me. He goes, you need to shut up and listen. <laughs> And good. Good. it was it was really key because it got my attention. And we and he started just sharing things about who he's made me to be. Um, just, you know, even my identity, he was kind of building me back up because I was like, as you can already tell, you know, I had some identity issues. I didn't really know, you know, who I was. I'm trying to figure this out on the fly. And and um, through that, um, he also had just said, he said, I didn't make you to be good or average. Right. I made you to be great. Wow. But but I think what was powerful about that, I, I don't think God even is saying that. And what everybody can take is I believe he wants greatness for all of us. And it's not greatness for doing stuff in our own strength. It's what we can do um, in and through Christ. And and he's and, and another thing that he brought up along with this, he said to me, he said, Daniel, you need to stop fighting me. Mm-hmm. And he goes like at times he's like, you just want to, you know, and I can readily admit this, you know, in my older age. Um, I'm a bit of a control freak. I like being in control. And, you know, that's where that average or good comes in. I mean, I've lived a good life. I've, you know, I, I I made okay money. I was able to, you know, buy a house. I mean, somewhat successful from where I was from a single parent household. A lot of people would say, man, it's pretty cool. You know, you're doing okay for yourself. But, right. you know, there were still those voids and I think even a beam um, alluded to this in his um, prior podcast about, you know, having this, uh, it was tough, you know, you know, bringing up the dad thing because, you know, to call dad, dad or daddy, mm, you know, even right. still I, this whole thing, I, I even still struggle with that. I'm like, Lord, I look at you as like a helper. Um, but I, I do. And I, I realized how much I needed him. And this is where I'm bringing up the girl thing. Uh, another thing that he alluded to, you know, just to, as we're having this conversation you know, in my bed as, a, and he just said, he goes, did you know that you compare every girl to the first girl? 
And I'm like, huh. no, I didn't, re- I didn't realize that. And this is where that whole type thing, I mean, for me has really come into play. And, um, and I'm just like, you know, I didn't realize that's that at all. And, 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 I, and, I, and, and so I just think some of the nuggets that I got from that, I don't want to share everything because there was so much to it, but um, I believe for each and every one of them, we have a plan, but I think sometimes, you know, like I said, we are, we are so fixated on, on these types and we're not looking at, you know, a godly character. And, and I, it was funny because a couple of guys that I play tennis with in the summertime, they brought that up to me and they're like, you know, having these types, having these, um, things and impressions of these girls, it's, it's, it, it, there's a bit of it. That's, that's super shallow of you. And right. I'm like, yeah, no, that's true that there's a shallowness. There's an arrogance towards it. Am I really wanting to get to know other people? And, um, it's cool what God has did. Cause as the more that I have kind of given and surrendered to God and given him everything, like my entire life, um, I call it, I'm on this, I'm on this journey. I'm on this road and it's, it's in Matthew. It's Matthew, uh, seven, 13. It's called the road less traveled. I, or I like to name it the road less traveled, but, um, it talks about, you know, are you, you know, are you willing to go the road, um, the less traveled road, the one that's narrow, or do right. you want the one that everybody else goes to that leads to destruction? And, you know, you can live a really good life and you can be average. You could be good. Um, you know, it even talks about that in Revelation too, right? About, you know, being lukewarm. And, and in a lot of my right. walk, I've been, I kind of upped down lukewarm. Um, <laughs> right. And that's kind of where I'm uh, transitioning to this whole trust and obedience piece. But he goes like, it's completely, you know, are you fully surrendered? Are you willing to trust me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you willing to listen you're right. Listening is the key. And so the more that I've did, I've just seen God's hand um, in my life. And, and I'll be completely honest. I've did things outside of my comfort zones completely in the last couple of years. I would say I've did things that um, is just, you know, outside of my comfort zone, outside of my box and stuff. That the world would look at and go, man, you're an idiot. Like even the girl thing, they're going, you know, you have a great girl, mm-hmm. makes good money, right. is willing to move in with you you know, even help you, you know, pay out for your house. Like, you know, that is incredible, but it seems like the dream. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but even just that it it was this whole, are you willing to trust me? Are you willing to go on this journey with me? And, and it hasn't been easy. I can say that, um, I can allude to one, um, in particular, and I got again, another prophetic word, but, uh, um, a guy from our church had just said, you know, for you, Daniel, it's, it's a, it's a sharp right turn. And even from the career wise, he's like, this is what I have. Um, this is what I see. You know, you have a, a choice. And it's like, he said to me, good is the enemy of best. And for me, I like the best. I like the best. I like nice shoes. I like nice clothes. Yeah. I like nice houses. I like, you know, my hardwood floors, my car molding, da-da, superficial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the best. And he said, that's, that's the right turn to go to. And, um, you know, even with the career thing, um, it's been tough. The job I currently have, you know, it's been a step back from what I had prior. Um, the job um, I had even prior to the one I have now, um, I had my own office right in the last, I guess, five years prior, I had my own office. You know, I was wearing, you know, the sport coat, you know, it seemed like, you know, it could be very arrogant, could be the guy kind of thing. And God right. has had to humble me um, and to take something, something. But I, I see the reason for that. I see this journey and, and God's really, um, allowed me to, I think, to impact some other people and speak in other people's lives without, you know, pronouncing, you know, this is, this is who I am. Right. And, you know, uh, really, you know, trying to convert everybody. I just mm-hmm. think it's people see a difference and hopefully they're seeing a difference. And, and I, I know even a couple of my friends have had them over for, you know, birthdays and doing different things. And over the last couple of years, they just said, man, like what, what's different about you? I feel like it's almost like 60% you, 40% God. And I'm like, it's 100% God Mm -hmm. and and what God is doing and the doors that he's opening. And even though there's some things that, you know, again, back to this prophetic that have not happened yet, I'm trusting and believing they will happen. And, And I'm excited for that. I'm expectant of that. I'm still praying into them. But I also realize it just doesn't happen like this. It's not instant gratification like everybody would want it. So... Uh, that's just a bit of my journey in the, the hills and valleys. And and I think the other thing too, um, for any of you young people, I think 
getting under mentorship is a huge yep. thing. There you go. Um, I know we're we're kind of all over the place tonight, but I just thought you know we, I better touch on that as well because you know I've had some guys really speaking into my life. Um, another real I guess impactful thing, and we talked maybe it was a question prior. You know who's really impacted you right um, in your walk and. As I was str- not striving, you know, for man's approval, but striving to be more like Christ and, um, you know, serving, helping, people have noticed. And uh, one person in particular was actually the prior pastor, Dave Wells. And uh, I'm also helping, I guess, with men's ministry a little bit. I'm Great. Um, helping with that. And it would have been January 2019. And, and he, the first guy that's ever said this to me, he goes, Daniel, I am so proud of you. Hmm. And a part of me was like, I'm a words of affirmation guy. So I'm like, oh, that's so nice. And it's just like, that just made me feel so good. And right. uh, and then he drops the hammer and he goes, I'd like you to take this thing called AMP. And for those of you that don't know what AMP is, it's Accelerated Ministry Preparation. And he goes, I see that for you. Now, for those of you that don't know what AMP is, AMP is a lot of reading it's a lot of yeah. Bible. Um, you're going through the Bible, doing the doctrine. You're doing all these things. And I don't know if I alluded to this prior, but I'm not a reader. I absolutely hate reading. It's like my Achilles heel. I like the mathematics side of things. Mm-hmm. I'm a math guy. That's the small my brain works. English, not my thing. And part of that is the reading thing. And, and prior to that, I have had friends and family. My mom actually took it actually the year prior. And... He, he throws this out there and he's like, you're taking app. And he's like, do not allow fear to get in the, in the, in right. the way, in the way of this. And I'm just like, uh, he goes, you're taking it. So long story short, I ended up taking it and it just, it was absolutely incredible. Um, you know what God did. He opened doors even with friendships, relationships. Um, there's a few of us, you know, th- we went through this during the pandemic. And so I took it, I guess it would have started April, 2019, all the way to like me, 2020 and um it's just incredible how many people people that even went to this church i don't know if anybody knows me and david tan i i knew of them but we never really talked at all and so i got to know them really well um i got to know even yinka and lola uh a little bit who yinka and lola do the podcast right so um they also took amp and it just really um gave me the confidence needed even academically i got really good marks doing amp and maybe it's because i just have such high regard for dave and and he helped me in this journey but there's been other guys that have been speaking into my life and so i don't want to just put it all on david there's been other guys that have really helped me um in this journey and and mold me and as well along with god and it's it's been really cool but like i said i'm instead of you know a bit of a know-it-all i'm asking questions i'm trying to learn Mm -hmm. um and i and i think even for me part of um you know this journey that i'm on and and doing different things, you know, back to being great. I mean, I'm trying to learn as much as possible. I've got guys speaking to my life, even from looking at really good marriages, because I never seen that growing up. And, right. you know, that's something that I desire. I want to be a great dad. I want to be um, a great leader, um, a follower of Christ, a great servant, a right. great son, um, you know, a great husband. I want that, that I long for. That's what drives me when it wakes me up in the morning. How can I help people? Um, but also how can I be great? And, and again, it's like, but I realize I can't do this alone. And, Mm -hmm. and even though maybe it's not seen right now at this point, I'm excited for where God is taking me, um, in this journey. And as he's molding me and there's been a couple of, you know, course corrections. I know he's had to make things in my character, you know, maybe even the assumption piece, I'm not taking things for granted, but right. really just really seeking him out. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's good. Like, oh, man, I had so many questions about your faith journey, but I'm pretty sure you just went through and answered everything. <laughs> I didn't have to answer, ask the question. You just, you just went. I just so, went. Yeah. So, to be honest, I don't think I have any more questions. I think the last one I still want to get to, I think you did allude to it, the one piece of advice you'd give to other believers in their walk with Jesus. You said mentorship. Yeah. So is there anything else you would say, or do you think that that's one of the biggest ones for you? Um, I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is that, I mean, hopefully through this journey, I mean, these are a couple of things I've learned in my life. Yeah. Mentorship, I think is a huge thing Yeah. Um, for both guys and girls. Um, I think is, is really key. And if you can learn this earlier on and having being uh, gleaning from people, it could be young and old, even peer to peer, 
having friends, right? Like even, even the girl thing, you know, I was in a bit of an isolation period. I didn't have a whole lot of guy friends, especially Christian friends that were like, Hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I, I think even, even on the education front, even now, even the job I had to take, there's consequences to your actions by not, you know, putting in the time, even from an education standpoint, by not getting that there's consequences to the actions that I did. Um, that's one thing. I think the other thing too is don't let the past dictate your future. Hmm. There's so many people that, you know, they're still, you know, they're lost in what happened, you know, years ago to them. I mean, I could still be living in that. I could still be, have that poverty kind of mentality. Oh, poor me. You know, you need to allow God, you you need to have your eyes fixated on God. And and I, I think those are just kind of um, some of the things that I, that I could just kind of come up with is, you know, you don't allow the current situation, you know, even I'm not feeling good. Like COVID has been tough on everybody. Mm-hmm. We get that. But, you know, even our attitudes, we got to check. We got to check our hearts. We got to check our attitudes, <laughs> right, um, with this and, and have a positive mindset. And I mean, I struggle with that just as much as anybody else. You know, even times, you know, um, with even current situations, well, it's not happening the way I want it to happen. But, you know, even my po- a positive outlook can make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. It's, it's every, you know, attitude is everything. So those are a couple of things I think that I, I you know, I could share as far as what I have learned in my journey. Right. Um, yeah, get, I think the biggest thing is just continue to learn, continue to want to learn. Right. Can you want yeah. to grow don't think that you have to have it all together before you get started either. I think there's another key piece. So there you go. There's some, a little bit of insights. So that's really good, man. I got to (laughs) say, I, I was blessed. I was blessed by that faith journey. Like I've, I've known you. Oh, like truly God got to know you like just in the last little bit. And I've heard a bit of your story, but even just listening to it again, it's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's truly blessed me and I better viewers as as blessed just as much. So I just want to thank you for, for joining the podcast, being willing to record serving stuff like that. So, and then I just want to give a big shout out to our partners here in Regina, Harvest city church and gateway church. We just want to thank you for all the support you've given us. And yeah, I just want to thank, thank our guests as well for just hanging out and listening and join us next time. That's, perfect that's all we got that's all i got okay thank you very much for having me on everybody was blessed by that so thank you see you guys next time yeah bye-bye to all of our listeners thanks for hanging out with us check out our website anchor.fm backslash honest dash conversations for all the ways to stay connected and be the first to know about new episodes see you next time on honest conversations